Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Let's read the word of God together. Give me uh, Luke chapter 19 verses 1 to 10. We, we don't usually do this, so this is not our tradition. But I just thought today we should stand up as we read the word. What, what do you think? Yeah. yeah, let's honor the word of God. Let's read. To, well, verse 1. Come on. You want us to memorize? Together. Uh-huh. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. I can't hear you. And he sought to see who Jesus was but could not because of the crowd for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house because he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that the entrance of your word brings light. We thank you that those among us who may be sick are going to be healed as they receive your word. Those who are disappointed and downcast are going to be uplifted as they receive your word. Those who are facing uh, stressful relationships are going to be reconciled as they receive your word. Those who are in need are going to have their need supplied and wisdom supplied for their need as they receive your word. We bless you and thank you and may your word bear fruit in our lives a hundredfold. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may sit down and just let your neighbor know you're serious with God. While we are at it, I just want to advise you that if anyone comes to you and they start telling you a long story about themselves and how they need you to give them some money because of whatever they are going through, send them to the pastors. Amen. Tell them Go talk to the pastors because you're here to worship uh, and you do your frontier through your mission or community, not on Sunday. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we are an economic powerhouse. Some people take advantage of that and instead of believing God for their supply, they start taking advantage of other people. I need that bottle of water. That's why I'm looking intently there. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) 
the late Bishop of Busoga Diocese, Bishop Cyprian K. Bamose, was a distant relative of mine. Nowadays, everyone who can afford a suit can name themselves Bishop. But when we are growing up, <laughs> amen, Javi. When we are growing up, bishops were few and far between. And they were either Catholic or Anglican. So not everyone could come up and say, uh, from today, thou shalt refer unto me as Bishop Alan Nyombi or Bishopess <coughs> Evelyn Wagaba. You know, you just didn't come and say, <laughs> or Bishop Wensi for that matter. You, you just didn't show up and decide I am a bishop. Bishops were few and far between. So bishops were very important people in our days. They were the were like incredibly important and particularly for Bishop Cyprian because he became Bishop of Soga Diocese when it was carved out of the then Namirembe Diocese which stretched the whole country in 1972 before I was born and so because of his forward thinking and I think I sort of tapped into that anointing. Because of his forward thinking and the way in which he led, the Diocese of Usoga became the number one provider of social services in the region. Schools, name it, everything. The church was leading. Government was terribly failing, as you know, back then. So the church was leading. They built hospitals, they built schools, they built uh, banking systems. Incredible stuff. So Bishop Cyprian was not a mean man. So when, they, when he went to visit any sort of village, like if he was going to visit a parish, there would be a huge committee that would plan, plan, plan. Cows would die. I remember one of the fracas moments, uh, story I've had is he went to this particular village to visit the parish, but all the Christians were sort of broke. So, so the only worthy host who could host the bishop was actually a Muslim family. So the bishop ended up being hosted at a Muslim man's family when he was visiting that parish. Such was his influence that when he was coming to an area, it wasn't a case of, will it be the Anglicans or Catholics or the Muslims? No. People would sit and agree, this Muslim family is the one that's best suited to host our guest. Are you tracking with me? So even though he was a distant relative of mine, and I got to find out from him that he, he actually is the one who led my mother to Christ, he didn't visit our, fam our home often. I remember distinctively three occasions when he came to visit our home uh, under very difficult circumstances. The first time is when my dad was killed and he came to conduct the funeral. And then the second time is when my eldest brother was killed and he came to conduct the funeral. And the third time is when my mother died and he came to conduct the funeral. Every time our family was at its lowest moment, he came. And because of those three times, it felt like he was always, always around. And yet, this was years between the different incidents. Am I, 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 are you with me? Except one occasion when 
we were told that he was going to visit our family on his way to somewhere else with some other people, some of his American friends. So we lived in a village called Mutai. That's about 16 kilometers from Jinja on your way to a town called Kamuli. If you've never heard of those places, don't mind. They exist. This is not a... So the idea is that they were going to have some meetings in Jinja where his office was, and then they were going to go to a place called Naminage in Kamuli. If you're a city, you would say Naminage. Because they had lots of good programs going on there. And so when my mother got the information that these people were going to come to our home when it's not a funeral. We went into overdrive to prepare for their coming. That day, even though it was our traditional responsibility to go to the, to the garden to start digging every day around six o'clock, that day, no digging. Why? The bishop is coming. And then we started cooking. We cooked, 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 cooked. Now, lunchtime came. They, they were delayed. One o'clock, two, three, four. Around five, they eventually showed up. Now, for us, the children, this is really bad because we are not eating the food because we are waiting for the guests. Anyways, they eventually came. I think they nibbled on the food and as soon as we said bye to them, it had even rained so the cars were sliding all over the place. Where I come from, the soils are rich and so when it rains, you just don't drive around in your vits. Uh, shots fired. So they came and they left and then we feasted on the food. I wonder, in your childhood and adult memory, who is the most important guest that ever visited your home? Try and remember that. Is something coming back to mind? An important guest? Ruth, you have someone in mind? I'm coming. Ruth, you're, you're Ruth, right? Who's the most important guest that ever came to your home? And what, what do you remember about it? It was an apostle. They made us cook. But this apostle didn't leave for us some chicken. <laughs> the things people remember. The apostle ate the chicken. The chicken was for the apostle anyway, right? Someone, they hadn't eaten in a long time chicken. So, so it was bad that the apostle ate all the chicken. Someone else? Most important person that ever came to your house. Uh-huh. Mohammed. It was the MP. That was uh, the MP Ginger West. <laughs> and what happened when they came? When they came, they okay, this was happiness. He he had because my mother was acting as a campaigning manager. Yeah. So he, he had come to leave books, sugar, posho rice, cooking oil, and some money. So when he came in, he left everything. The food that we had prepared, he didn't even tap even a fist. <laughs> we were joyful because we 
after him leaving, we feasted. Ah, MP. One, one more. There was someone this side. Everyone is pointing at someone else. I'm coming. Okay, let me take this, then I, I come there. Well, if you're upstairs, please don't put your hand up because. <laughs> it was. It was my sister's boss. She was a white woman. The first Muzungu person I saw. <laughs> we were in the village, so we cooked, scrubbed everything. So you have to explain that it is disinfected, it is clean. So we cooked, but she didn't eat. Like, yeah. Yeah, you see, on all these situations, the people who were meant to eat didn't even eat. But let's try this one. Um, my family is predominantly Catholic, and we are from Masaka, Bodu. So the bishop of Masaka at that time was Bishop John Baptist Kagwa. He came to pray. My grandfather had died earlier, but we are very good Christians in Villa Maria Parish. So he came himself to condone with us. As in, we had a whole night of cooking. Like up to here. With fish. I'm even hungry now. But he didn't eat much. Wow. Awesome stories. Some friends of mine were telling me for one of them it was Danaba Gereka. Oh, oh, oh. Hey! Security guru guru. So, we all have memories of when important people have come to our houses. Now, Give me verse 1 and 2 again. Because it says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. Now, basically, this story is about Jesus visiting Zacchaeus's what? House. Now, it's one thing for the bishop to visit your house. It's another for the bishop, bishop to visit your house. All the Nabagerika, one of my friends, the president who visited, it was too much. Of course, he didn't eat. <laughs> it, it, it's another when Jesus, eh? the creator of the universe, to come and say, I must come to your house and Las Vegas courts. I must come. To you. My friend, this is a big deal. Only that we have a small problem. The person whose house is going to has no business hosting a guest of Jesus' caliber. Why? He's a chief tax collector. That makes no sense to you at all, so I need to explain. In the days that Jesus walked the streets of Nazareth and those other places, Israel was an occupied territory. 
they were ruled by the Romans. And one of the biggest problems they had is that the occupying force, the Romans, taxed them heavily. They literally worked to pay taxes. Now, what happened is that the Romans didn't collect the taxes themselves. They instead got some of the people among their brethren, some of the other Jews, to be the ones to collect the taxes. And most of those people who collected the taxes were Sadducees. Sad, you see? And so, these tax collectors, what they did is they oppressed their brethren on behalf of the occupying force. What made it worse is that they didn't collect what was due to be collected. Some of you here, you have received a letter from, an email from URA around June. You know what I'm talking about. It can be super hectic. So these guys, they didn't collect what they are supposed to collect. They collected way over and above their quarter. So they would tell you, Alan, you're in charge of Nadia area. This is how much. You need to come up with 100 million. So that, what does Alan do? Because he has the authority from the Romans, he comes and collects 300 million. He gives the Romans their 100 million and who bags the 200 million? Alan, your own brother. So that's why the tax collectors were a special category of sinners among the Jews. Like among the Jews, you had sinners, then you had tax collectors. Now, when this special category of sinners called tax collectors, when you are the chief tax collector, by extension, you are the chief sinner in all of Jericho. Jericho, Zacchaeus, um, according to the people, was the chief sinner of Jericho. Now, all of you, nowadays tax collectors are not the worst sinners. In fact, they are our friends and brethren. Amen. But now there are other people who... Now, you know, usually in every extended family, there is a chief sinner. The one who, where most prayer meetings, it's about that person. Do you have that person in mind? You know that cousin of yours? Chief sinner. Now imagine, imagine that this is not the chief sinner of your extended family. This is the chief sinner of a town. Let's talk about Chiram municipality. Who would be the chief sinner of Chiram municipality? Don't name any names. In Uganda, one of the organizations that has the worst public image is the police for what better I'm just saying I'm not saying they are police the police are not bad the police are wonderful people I have friends who are in the police but they have a negative public image people when when you find the police your heart doesn't go like oh our people our people they serve us they serve the nation hey huh. what happens when we that's why not many of you go to the police station to say, I brought some buns and some coffee. What happens? You, you, you go to the police station as a last resort. 
by force, compelled. We don't necessarily look at the police as our people. Do we? No. So, just translate tax collector to police. And, and I'm preaching better than you're listening. So now this guy is a chief sinner, chief, and he says, and he was rich. Why was he rich? Rich from your money. Because he's been extorting more than even what the Romans require. Are you now having the picture? And then Jesus. I'm talking about Jesus. Of all the people, Jesus decides, this is where I'm going for lunch. My goodness, what? When there are all these nice saved people, how can you go to... Now, let's assume it's one of those matters day things. People in this area are familiar with matters day and the trouble it brings. Because of the too many people, traffic is cut off, no access. It is. So let's say Pope Francis has decided to come to Uganda for matters day. And instead of being driven in with security guluguru all the way to Namugongo, because he's stubborn, he decides I am going to park at Washipavis Naria and I'm going to walk the rest of the way. Are you, imagine with me, imagine with me. Huh? Please use your imagination. So then Pope Francis parks here his pop mobile and we start walking. He's surrounded by Archbishop of Kampala, this side, Archbishop of where, this side, Senior Apostle of where, this side. You know, everyone who thinks they, they know which God direction God stays is present. Walking with who? Pope Francis. So you walk down past Chicken Express. You go. Quality up you go. Then when you reach Vienna, where there are some trees, you find that Remember during the walk to work protests, there was a certain police officer who was always in the news for preventing uh, preventive arrest of some of your beloved politicians. And I'm, I'm sure you had a certain feeling about him, which wasn't so good. Never mind, he was doing his job. Up to now, eh? So imagine this important police officer with all the chapters, what? Eh? Runs ahead, goes to Vienna. Remember, people on every side. In fact, security is controlling people for the Pope to be able to walk through because now you want to touch his clothes. And then he reaches Vienna. What name should we use for the officer? Because we have to have a name. Simeon. Simeon. Okay, Simeon. So he reaches... <laughs> he reaches Vienna and looks up and behold, who is up in one of those acacia trees? Simeon. And Pope says, wait, 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 Archbishop, wait, security. Simeon, calm down. Calm down, I'm eating lunch at yours. And all these people are like, hey, 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 hey. Your, your holiness, 
we have a small problem. Protocol. You know, we already organized your lunch. It's at the Archbishop's what? Residence in Rubaga. And in fact, you're going to be flown there by Chopper. Bob is like, Mondeke, I'm going to Simeon's in Charlie Wajala. Mutimbeja. Oh! Are there any people here from Chimbeja? Hey, Chimbeja people. Hey, nga pop ale mirako. Banange, biti, what, what? Pop na ale mirako. So he dashes, they go quickly to Namgongo. He does even a quick mass instead of the one that's on the program. Speeches, magmago. Why I'm going to Simeon's for lunch? Indeed, they're like, we didn't make any security arrangements for this. Pop is like, I'm going to Simeon's. He reaches Simeon's. Meanwhile, Simeon's, remember Simeon has been getting a lot of money illegally. Like when you look at his house and compare to his official salary. You're like, this police officer, how come he has a house with 14 bedrooms? Three levels. There is a Ferrari in the parking lot. Uh, and uh, uh, an Audi and uh, a Bentley. He, eh? Everyone is fuming. Hmm? These are the people. Meanwhile, the pop is like, so they reach there. There are all these cars exotic cars in the compound. He gets in. He starts digging into his katogo. Now, the other important people didn't eat when they visited. Jesus ate. They start the meal. But you know what happens? Things are not okay among the religious folks. Things are not okay among the church, church folk. What does this say? Take, take me down to this verse. Where were we? We were in like verse 3. So he saw to see Jesus crowd next. Uh, he ran ahead next. I wonder why he said what damn. He said from that tree next. Uh, ah. But when they saw it, who? The people who are more familiar with Jesus. The people who thought they were more deserving of the visit by Jesus. The non-tax collectors. The non-police officers. When they saw it, they, how many, how many? All complained. Bonna. He saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Now in this room right now, there are both sinners and complainers. And in fact, in some chairs, it is both people in one in both characters in one person. Depending on the time of day and what's going on, you might view yourself as a Zacchaeus. But you might also view yourself as the, the complaint. That one is like, Ee! So some of you here are in Zacchaeus' shoes. You, you've botched it in life. Like, you can't explain your income. You can't explain your relationships. Eh? When people see you, they don't know who is the official wife. 
you can't exp- you, 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 you know you, you, you smoke some stuff that makes you the most high <laughs> you, you, you drink things that you know are, are not good you, your, your life you, you are in a certain place in life where you're like there is no way Jesus can ever come to visit me you disqualified yourself in fact, you may have come, I don't know how. Maybe God doesn't woke you up and said, you must go today. Or you feared coronavirus, so you came to pray. <laughs> or, some, or you are in one of those deep moments in life where it's so bad. You are in a depression. You are like, let me try church. And you are thinking, there is no way Jesus would ever visit me. Why? You don't deserve it. You know you don't deserve it. Hmm? Have you ever been there? And maybe you're not there right now, but you know you've been there before. Once in a while, all of us get to a point where we're like, God has no right doing for me anything good. I'm so bad. And yet, Jesus is here today saying, I must come to your house. I must come to your house. He's saying, you're the one I love. You are the one I love. And then there is another category. You are among those who are complaining. And not in a bad way. No condemnation whatsoever. It's a case of, but God have been faithful. Huh? God, I give my tithe. I've served on the team. I joined the missional community. I even went to the frontier. Lord, I have kept myself pure all these years waiting for a husband. I have I've done everything you told me to do. Where is my visitation? And in your heart, you look at some of the things God does for other people on that testimonies group and you're like, instead of that happens to me all the time, you're sourcing, you're like, And I want you to know that the father also understands you. He does not condemn you. He understands your disappointment and the idea that you seem to have done all the right things you are told to do and still Jesus seems to be going to Zacchaeus' house instead of yours. And we are all here. You are maybe one of those who Are you with me? But Jesus is here for all of us. Because he says in verse 9, today salvation has come to this house because he's also the son of Abraham and he says, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now what happened? Zacchaeus, even before being asked anything, he started bringing Kabozi of Lord I give half of my whatever to the poor. So maybe you feel so bad, you feel like I have to present something really to God for him. And Jesus didn't pay attention to all of that. All of our performance means absolutely nothing to him. He loves us just for loving us. The Bible says that it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. Do you know what leads you to repentance? To really turn away from a life of self, whatever it is, to trusting Jesus and trusting his provision and his joy and his peace. 
it is the goodness of God. And he's here for all of us today. Amen. Amen. Do you receive that? Do you receive it? So if you are in Zacchaeus' shoes and you think you don't deserve it, the father is saying, no, 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 you're my son. You're my daughter. I want to bless you. And if you feel like you've been complaining and you're like, God, when, when, Lord, when, the father is still saying, you're my son, you're my daughter. I love you in the right time. It will happen. Amen. Amen. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555. 